Welcome back to another episode of Toys on Tap. We are so stoked to welcome on Spanky Stokes. We get to hear about his history, his love for toys, toy scene in the early years, and so much more. If you want more Toys on Tap, you can jump on all socials at Toys on Tap. If you want to support the show, you can jump on wherever you get podcasts, like, subscribe, rate, review, it helps get this podcast out. Now let's get to this episode, Toys on Tap. video at there we are there we go god to have a creator a creative a vlogger a blogger all of that with a great camera so that i can use this for ads and stuff it's, it's great it's great that's what i'm here for holy hell um you've got some crazy cool stuff behind you man i got a little setup back there yeah holy hell looks great thank you yeah 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 um i'm glad that you're on it was the first time meeting you in person i think this yes on saturday no we met last year dude you are the third person to say that to me that i met someone last year and i couldn't i'm so sorry you actually gave me um i have it somewhere you gave me one of those cassette tapes with your like it was like a little swag pack Ah, yeah. Dope, remember when dope, you dope. did that? Nope, but I'm glad I did. <laughs> no, you you remember your swag pack you gave out though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those okay. were oh, those were super fun. Um, I'm always trying to figure out new ways to do like podcast stuff with like. There's just not a real good way to do it at a convention. I think what you did was awesome. Like I've never seen that before, and the whole cassette tape thing. That's really creative. Okay, I'll go back to it. You said it. Yeah, you that heard was it cool. It's super uh, unique. I'm I'm pumped that you're on because I want to hear all of your backstory and hear why toys and why you're one of the biggest like toy people. Um, and, and I want to know why. I want to know all that. And so cool. let's start with how about you introduce yourself. So we're recording. We're ready to go. We're on it. We're on it. I I just hit record and then we just jump in. Okay, you, my sound is okay and everything. Yeah, you're good. Okay, cool. Um, I'm John Spanky Stokes. Nickname is Spanky, and I run SpankyStokes.com. Um, it's a toy news hub website that kind of promotes, I guess, uh, toy designers, companies from around the world. So let's walk me back. Walk me back. Okay. You, you like toys. You, your life is toys. Your background is toys. Every time... Apparently, the last two times I've seen you at DesignerCon, you're just like recording an immense amount of stuff. Yeah. Where did that start in your life? Like, tell me childhood, what kind of toys you got, all that stuff. Or if it didn't start there, let's go where it started. So I I was born in 81, so I guess I'm an 80s baby. So, you know, Transformers, He-Man, whoops, there's the microphone, G.I. Joe, um... And then, you know, the cartoons like Thundercats and um, GoBots and just, just all that stuff. I, I grew up collecting and playing with all those toys, more so playing rather than collecting because yeah. I, 
I mean, I beat all those figures to pieces and I don't have any of them. You know, nothing, nothing survived. I, I can remember playing G.I. Joe's with like neighborhood buddies and just setting up forts in my yard and we would just have just epic battles, at least yeah. in my brain, you know, <laughs> 32 years old. <laughs> just They were just epic. So, um, yeah, that was like toys were were on Legos. Legos were like a huge thing for me. And they, they kind of still are with my kid. Um, she's nine years old and I, my mom actually saved all of my Legos from when I was a kid. And I had like the monorail set, like the, yeah. the um, space one and all that stuff. I have it all. And she's, my daughter plays with it and she loves that stuff. Dude, so, gotta love moms. Yeah. So uh, moms hooked it up. For so sure. you, you, you have that, none of it makes it. Um, and it's really it, like, it's so tough for me to believe sometimes when people are like, yeah, I collected at a young age. I know what it was like to play with toys. I know what I did to my, even my favorite toys. They got oh yeah, smashed, broken, melted, all those things. Yep. And so um, when I do meet those people, it's like, God, you really are a toy person, but you, you you went ham you did it you somehow saved your legos your mom did yeah out of mall how did that like kind of spill in did you like have toys continually or was there a time when you're like i gotta get rid of them all so thinking about it like more now is like you after you ask um so toys legos i would say legos was kind of you know uh junior high and then i started collecting comic books yeah um, comic book cards, and then like action figures. Um, I actually still have some of those action figures. There, some of them are in pretty good condition, like uh, DC and Marvel. Um, some like I was a huge like X Men fan, so I have a lot of Uncanny X Men. I still have all my old comic books, um, Punisher, and then Image Comics. So I think I transitioned more from like the toys into collecting actual comic books. Yeah. And then I kind of got into, um, I think the comics spawned segue. Into oh, yeah, I got you. Into McFarlane, you know, yeah. action figures, like the spawn action figures. Yeah. Um, and I still have a lot of those. Dude, the Just the detail on that stuff was so cool. It's all just boxed up for me. I don't have it on display. Um, but yeah, man, Spawn was just so cool. All those figures, the medieval ones, like they had like swords and axes. And I was yeah. kind of always into that, like Frank Frazetta and things, you know, so it definitely um, piqued an interest there for me. But then I think after like, I don't know, you know, you go to college and you kind of don't collect too much because you don't have the money or the means to, and you're focused yeah. on just trying to find your career or whatever so then i graduated from college and i was working as a designer and i went to a design conference and while i was there there was a local shop in san diego they're still around i believe they're called subtext but they don't have like all the stuff they used to have mm-hmm. but they had the azteca dunny series and from kid robot and mongers you know kozik made those mongers and i think it was the first series of mongers and i bought a couple of blind boxes and this was in 2007 i believe yeah 2007 2007 2008 somewhere around there so the azteca and then the mongers and after that 
I was hooked. Dude, that's I always forget that you're down here. I always forget that you're yeah, just right here. Yeah. 619. That's <laughs> that's sick that like that kind of so did would you say that that seeing those kind of just spurred everything up again? Like love for oh, toy yeah. or it didn't really fade, but it just like reinvigorated. Yeah, I didn't have like I had been married. I didn't have like a collection of really anything. I mean, yeah. maybe CDs. Like that was another collection I had. Like you know, music. Um, huge into like just different genres of music. I had a huge CD collection. Um, but then after that, you know, I got into the figuring out what vinyl was, and then yeah, I just started collecting that. And my office at my old house started just filling up. I Dude. started collecting and. I, I wanted to know more and more about it. And there were only a few sites on the internet back then. So that's when I decided to start my own website and like try to find info out about companies and artists from around the world. And it just kind of snowballed into, you know, what, 16 years later now. So that's that I'm glad that that kind of leads us up to there because I've scrubbed like when interviewing Suck Lord and talking to him or Killer, and I mean, those are just smaller parts of the greater toy scene. Um, at a certain point, you don't hear about them. Like you go to like Rebel Scum and you see old things from like 2013, 2011, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but you like, then it kind of just vanishes. Sure. And you're like, what? What is going on? Um, and the ones that probably would have started probably don't exist like toy reviews or toy things. Mm -hmm. And then you come along and you do the work, create something in this vacuum that needs it. So you spend, what, what was the defining thing that made you start all of it? I, you know, I, I think it was just trying to find information about just where these figures come from like who's kid robot like who yeah. is the owner of kid robot and like just trying to find stuff out and like i would find um back then there was toys are evil toys are evil which andy he still runs and he's awesome he was really um integral and actually helping me start my own site i could i could ask him questions yeah and he was totally helpful there was jack over at vinyl pulse and he's still doing it and jack is just cream of the crop dude is amazing um and then brian over at plastic and plush so those were like the three sites that i found but i i saw that there was just more i mm -hmm. you know i could see like on the back of blind boxes like well what what is this how do i find this you know what who's this company kind of thing and i yeah. would go to their sites and not see it um, so I just started doing research and figuring things out. And by that time, it was like 2007, 2008. Um, things were just starting to roll. I mean, just getting hot. Going to LA, Kid Robot had their Dunny releases like every weekend. Monkey King had their releases where we would just line up around the block, like just to, you know, get a signing from Luke Chu. And just, it, it was it was a wild time back then with just collecting yeah so it was it was it was fun and that's kind of what um I, I would take those experiences living in san diego going to san diego comic-con when the designer toy scene was just awesome um i was able to 
use my site as uh, a place to show people and you know expose other people around the world like what this was so what's crazy uh, this weekend i heard or maybe did i read it somewhere i i read it somewhere heard it, i don't know but it they said that designer con used to be a place where you show up to get the exclusive you show up to meet the people to get the signature get the toy get the whatever now it's a place of community but you're describing this like waiting for a luke chu piece which is insane because his work is so great what are you seeing in in and how the toy scene has kind of shifted from then to now so back then you didn't have social media you didn't twitter had just kind of come onto the scene um mm. facebook wasn't being used the way it is now there was no instagram um so Twitter was really a, a big pivotal moment, I believe, for a lot of artists to communicate directly with their collector. Um, and it was also a way for me and other blogs to, you know, post to our website and kind of have that feed directed to, to Twitter and people could see that post and go to the website kind of, you know, uh, it was an aggregate. Yeah, I, I kind of do the same thing now where I post to my website and I have a service that, you know, puts it to my Facebook, puts it to my Twitter. Um, I manually put it to my Instagram. But, like, there's – it's a kind of an automated series, so it's kind of nice. But back then, like I said, it was just Twitter. And um, releases it felt like I, – I don't know. It was it was kind of a hard – it's kind of a hard thing to, to describe just – how how special it was when these releases happened. It was just such a such a cool feeling when you would get online and uh, things would sell out so fast. You had to be really fast, you know, to push F five to refresh and things like that. <laughs> and that was all the time. Like yeah. going to get robot. When did you get into collecting, dude? Like twenty twenty one. Okay. Yeah. Like I the the hard part is that I. Like I was in the middle of college during that time. Like I go to I I was in high school in 2007. Okay. Go to school, um, go to college, and like toys weren't huge. They were huge when I was really young. Sure. But in 2020 kind of spurred this whole thing, and uh -huh. didn't know that this love existed in me. Sure. And so it's it's so crazy to hear a scene that's described this way, because there's I'm never gonna see this again. So you stumbled upon it kind of like what how I did. Yeah, how'd you how'd you stumble upon this? Just like so walking in and seeing that that booth, all the stuff. Like at that yeah. at that little convention I went to. It was like an art, it was like a graphic design expo, and there was like that little booth with like the little dummies and stuff. Yeah. So how how did it how did it show up for you? Um, so I, I run a, a youth and uh like this you can call it an after school program or something, but I have a okay. facility um, and in there, I started out painting murals when I moved down to San Diego. And okay. so like, um, you just meet people doing that. And I started inviting them like, Hey, if you're looking to donate paint or donate whatever, or if you need something like I'll pay for the paint, if you're willing to do the work. And I brought in like, I don't know, eight artists and like okay. had my whole facility done on the inside. The Very first cool. Yeah, it was it's awesome. I just covered one today, sadly, because we were about to renovate and I like broke my heart. Um, 
but Nick Nicholas Danger, he's one of the artists down here, and uh, he he was painting the wall, and he goes, "Dude, I can't wait to go to Designer Con." It was in 2020. Okay. And I was like, I don't know what the hell that is, and he was like, "Dude, it's like everyone that does something handmade or creative, or they're all there." So I was like, "Awesome!" And he goes, "And I like." I make these little figures and I put new heads on it. And I was like, that's kind of stupid. Like I'm uninterested. And and he was like, yeah, I got the idea from suck Lord. And I was like, okay, like, let's go suck figure. Lord. Yeah. I was like, let's go figure out who suck Lord is. Yeah. yeah. And it started like, I saw him and I, I'd like to say that it's, I saw him and I was like, I want to beat him or I want to do it. But it, more than anything, it was like, that looks like, let's do that. We interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Meanwhile, in a galaxy of bootleg treasures. DOV2, we have an engine failure. We almost crash land on DKE Toy Planet. Oh my, we're doomed. Wait, salvation. Hooray, we're saved, DOV2. Limited edition custom artist made action figures and DKE toys. Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures. DKE. And yeah. some of my first figures are like little head swaps, or you got to scroll way back in Yucko Toys, sure, but it's, sure, it's sure. there. Um, but yeah, that's how it started. Like just nonsensical stuff. And and when you first saw uh, Suck Lord, um dude morgan he's such a trip man like yeah his persona on online um and then like if you get to know him like outside of when he's in front of the camera yeah. he's like the sweet the sweetest guy dude he, he yeah. doesn't put on a show at all he's just like this sensitive man and it's it's so fun to just see the the, the dichotomy between them two yeah we spent like uh i brought him on for a five episode run Wow. And we did like five or like 10 hours maybe. Um, and we just walked through his life and it was, it's cool. Um, I'll have to go and listen to that. Yeah. And I know him probably better than a lot of toy people now because of sure. that. And he, he is super sweet. He is, he's cool. Um, and it, I tell, I've told this story before, but like the first time I started doing stuff, I, I saw that he was on the top, I guess. And so I was like, okay, so I reached out to him like, hey, how do you get your card backs printed? And he was like, I don't. I print and I glue and that's it. And um, when I brought him on for his first episode uh, way back in 2021, he was like, okay, what is this? And I said, it's a toy podcast. He was episode like four. I was like, I just want to get people to see everyone's work. Like, I'm just so interested in all this. Sure. And he, he leaned into the camera and he said, uh, and they're going to get this from your podcast. And it was like, okay. And it was like a quote on my like laptop for the longest time. Very and cool. it, yeah, it is cool. And it's like, he, he has admitted he was just messing with me. And after all that time spending with him, like, yeah, it was just a cool experience, but that's how I stumbled on it. But I, I like toys didn't play this. So like, it didn't play this huge role in my life. Like in this middle part of my life as a kid, it did. And now it does. And it's the same for me. I feel like that's kind of the same for a lot of people. Yeah, and I I think the the only difference that we see, like you're you're a little older than me, so uh -huh. you were able to like 
partake in some of these things or somehow had like knowledge of it. And like now I think the hard part is hearing those. And I wish that I could be in that moment. Like, how do I go get an exclusive? How do I do that? Now it's not, I like, um, I bought a box or a case from abominable toys. Like I, I loved his popsicles he made. They're dope. Um, and there's a chase in there, but it's not the same. Like other people yeah. also got that chase. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, dude, like it's so it's so weird. Like the whole starting out like collecting blind boxes, it was yeah. a jam. But now I'm just like not into blind boxes. I think that's as a uh, a new kind of beginning collector. I think blind boxes are where it's at. But then as you mature and you're collecting you realize that it's kind of like oh dude i can get that on the secondary market like later on yeah kind of like i don't i don't need to buy two cases three cases plus dude things are so expensive nowadays like like, what was a case of 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 the the janky super plastic toys i think there's like 12 blind boxes and it was like 200 and something dollars yeah that's crazy yeah but that's like all blind boxes now i mean that's why like you don't see Kid Robot do uh, Kid Robot do Dunny series anymore. I think it's just because it's not like price conducive to like people wanting to buy, you know, thirteen to fifteen bucks for one small box. Yeah, the one that I've seen that is the most price efficient, and I'm still trying to like figure it out. Doomco, his little Tarvis. Yes. Uh, it's eight ninety nine, or it was eight ninety nine for, and it, I mean it's tough. It like it's a blind box, but you still know you're gonna get. His yeah. tardigrade, yeah. Um, but uh he said he raised it a dollar. Only a dollar. Like how it's so crazy. He was I spent some time with him out uh at Decon and just hearing like, yeah, I'm still doing this. I only had to raise it a dollar, like we're still going. That's the cheapest blind box you're gonna find. Right. And it's yeah. such a cool figure too. Yeah. Super yeah. unique. I uh so you start this and you're like going for it. When you first started all of this, was your hope that you would start, I mean, 2007, 2008, we're talking like earlier vlog stuff. Some of the vloggers are on YouTube, but still not a lot of them. Are you, were you thinking that's what you would start or a blog or like, what was the initial thought? for you for what the website would be and what the brand as a whole would be so the website started out like uh it actually if you go back to some of my first posts like there's a, a post of me building a like a gazebo out of eucalyptus branches of my dad like i was kind of just like a, um, <laughs> kind of like a personal kind of thing that i was starting and then it just kind of rolled into the whole designer toy thing um, and I just built off of that in terms of like, you know, as it, as it grew, as people started reaching out to me and asking, Hey, how do I get my toy on your website? I was like, mm-hmm. you know, just email me kind of yeah. thing and I'll post it up for you. Um, so that started happening. More people started reaching out and then companies started like noticing that and saying hey can i buy advertising on your website and like i would sell like little ad spots um and then people would say hey like companies or artists hey if i send this out to you would you like do a review you know take photos and stuff of it um i was like sure that that's cool and like i would 
I'm like, do I have to send it back? They're like, no, you can keep it. And I was like, oh, yeah, free, free Unreal. boys, dude. Oh, yeah. Sign me up, you know? <laughs> um, so that's kind of how it all started. And then it was kind of at the beginning of YouTube, I was doing this stuff through, I think it was called like live stream. I was mm-hmm. recording like unboxings and I have a lot of those old recordings. But then, you know, YouTube started getting getting a lot bigger and I started using youtube and their whole live streaming thing like took took on and all the reels and instagram and all that stuff so you know as a as a creator as a uh, a news i guess person you kind of have to adapt and kind of like artists now dude you have to like wear so many hats yeah try to figure it all out as you go so um i've just kind of been stumbling and adapting ever since yeah it's crazy you said that youtube is new so many people forget that youtube started in 2004 like it was not everything it could have been in 2007 no yeah it wasn't and and it took i would say it started really you know taking hold in probably like 2010 or so yeah that's when you started noticing a lot more people using youtube i think it became more user-friendly you couldn't you you i think when i first started uploading you could only upload i think three minute or five minute videos so it was kind of hindering you know so that's crazy when you uh i mean because even recording then like our phones could do so much it's so nice yeah like back then you're at these releases are you like full camera, full gear and everything? Well, I never had like the money to buy like, you know, full crazy gear. I think yeah. the craziest I got was I had the, it was like a little flip cam. Yeah. USB like popped out of the side and it was 720p HD. <laughs> so like I would take that and I would do like recordings and some of my early YouTube videos. I'm at Comic Con like interviewing artists and stuff like that with my flip camera. It's, yeah it's it's some quality video work right there Dude, i need those i need them all yeah so uh and then as it progressed you know like the phone and the phone works just fine and that's what i've yeah. been using and now i like at decon this last weekend i can just walk around and you know through uh what is that called oh Streamlabs obs i have it on my phone i can record and upload to youtube to facebook to twitter at the same time and i yeah. hit start and stop and it's done and i'm done i don't have to do any editing it's just done so it's so yeah. convenient and that's so crazy and I, like just to think where it is so at some point you are in this you're seeing all this you're gathering information i love that people are reaching out and they're starting to like figure out oh i can advertise here this is dope yeah when um everyone has those moments when did you realize you wanted to create so when i first started the website i it was really slow uh just a slow going you know just a process figuring out blogging i was part of the kid robot message board i'm mm-hmm. sure you've heard about this the forum that they used to have yeah um it that was that was the hub for artists and collectors like we would go there there were a few other message boards like super seven had one october toys had one um kid robot did 
but the kid robot one had just it was just a culmination of just every genre and everybody would just go there and and you know talk crap about yeah. an artist or <laughs> say you know i got this and post up a picture the whole message board thing was it was awesome and they used to do this thing called i think it was like secret santa or it was like a, a christmas thing where you could sign up and you could take a three inch dunny and customize it and then the person running it would give you another person's address mm-hmm. and then you would ship that out and then somebody would ship you one so i was like oh that sounds cool you know i want to i want to get into that and yeah i'll try it so i i did the secret santa started customizing um i think my first one i did was like a little snowman like a like a totem snowman but it awesome. had the dunny head on the top so it's kind of cool I had tree branches for arms um but yeah i think that was my first time at customizing for like the whole designer toy scene and then back then dude there were like there were shows that happened all the time because there were gallery spaces that were hosting shows yeah so as a an artist you could essentially get into a show maybe at least once a month Mm -hmm. so like that opportunity kept coming up for me and all my other friends who were customizing and and getting into the whole art scene uh we all just started customizing for shows and then going to these shows and meeting each other and not only were we building like this artistic friendship but real friendship as well so it was like it was really cool that's the beginnings of art scenes is it seems crazy like we're what is crazier than that is like we're not that far into this what are we 19 years into this into like the bootleg scene yeah Uh, i i would say so yeah because it started like 2003 2004 i think with the whole michael lau and kit bashing the one six scale yeah gi joes and figures and things like that and then further uh, maybe back further you like toy tokyo and lev is like we're getting really involved in some of these things and yep um but we're we're still in the beginnings of something crazy and so it's it's weird to hear about these forums and like people talking crap and doing all that and then like gallery shows nonstop. to have a gallery show for toys now seems so far-fetched like they they exist but they're sure. just they're not everywhere no. um and it's crazy to think that they were happening constantly all the, and they were like really high profile too i mean yeah monkey king on melrose kid robot on melrose uh toy art gallery on melrose like it was in the middle of los angeles in the hub kid robot in new york they they you know, they would have some amazing shows and just they you know all kinds of movie stars they would all just come out and go to these shows and yeah eyepieces and it was it's wild how many of these places still exist fully like they were like monkey king is gone right gone yeah um kid robots still going just not the same gallery space right no brick they they don't have a brick and mortar anymore i don't think Oof. okay so like super super plastic has one in new york i've never been there yeah um it, it just seems Tokyo like Tokyo has one yeah. my plastic part yeah but like when you get into like you know some of the 
the online resellers like uh, Strange Cat Toys, Martian Toys, like they they have their their gallery spaces and they still do shows. Yeah, but there's something about it doesn't it's not it doesn't feel the same. It, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I've thought yeah. about that recently. It just doesn't it doesn't feel the same as it used to. Yeah, you know, even in the short time that I've been involved, um, the hardest shows to be a part of for me are when people want to do like just Instagram ones. Mm-hmm. And I think that they have their place and I think sure. that they're they're great. Um, and I love it is unreal how much good work comes in that. But um, I just don't know that I'm doing it right or whatever. And so like looking when people host shows at a place, that's been cool to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, the Furby show was hosted at a toy shop, which was cool. Uh-huh. But yeah, gallery space. That seems dope. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, so what do you think spurred the whole like Instagram show or like online show? Do you think it was like COVID? Do you think that like um because you kind of got into it around when when COVID just like you said 2020, 2021, right? Yeah, 2020 I made my first thing. And like so April. things shut down like right after that. Uh yeah, I I had to stay home from work and uh my job kind of kind of depends on like meeting people. And so sure. I was just at home and I made a couple toys, which was cool. Um, nothing crazy, just like finding things to put in blisters. But what what was crazier is um I still like even early on, I had no concept of like toy community or anything. I met okay. people super sparingly and then started to jump into like little community hubs, which was cool. Um, I don't remember an online toy show or like I wasn't privy to it or I wasn't invited or whatever uh-huh. until I saw Dove do um, man. DK Econ, his his thing that he did for a weekend. And it was like bumping. It was just so crazy to see like this is what's happening. Um, I know that people like um Angry Beast, I think is his name, did a show, uh, okay. an online thing. But yeah, I think it was just COVID, but it stayed. People uh-huh. like I've been a part of some and um and every once in a while if I get asked, I'll be in it. Like I have it doesn't matter, it's whatever, it's cool. But yeah, yeah. I I think that I wanna get I more and more I wanna go to a place to see other people's toys. Totally. I get that. I feel like toys through Instagram, no matter how cool it is, like I still am missing something and I don't know what that thing is. It's something about like seeing it visualized inside that space. I feel yeah. I, it's nice to to be able to go and to be around other collectors and yeah. to talk to them. I think that's what it is too. But I going think... to, to, to shows back in the day and that's when you really make connections with people. And I mean, really uh, friendships. Dude, I'm I'm so good friends with so many artists. Um, yeah, because of this scene, uh, it's like going to Decon. It's yeah, it's it's like a, a reunion for me, and I it's so good for my soul, dude. I get to see so many good people, and just it's so good to hang out with them. Yeah, 
to be able like the thing it is so good for the soul like seeing people and 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 hugging people that i see once a year so good um or just like like last bastion they they could ask me for anything and i would immediately be like yeah yeah you can have it you can you know the podcast you can have it i don't care but they like just hugging wes in, the, in that moment of seeing him like those it's crazy or neil ewing like yeah I just, love just, that guy. Just going there and talking shop. Like when I walked up yeah. to you at, at Dove's booth, you and Janky were just like talking about McDonald's action figures and <laughs> yeah. chopping heads. Like, dude, it's like, it's so cool to just be surrounded by like-minded people. Yeah. And I, I think I, in my head, I thought that some of these online shows were going to fade quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, COVID took longer than we thought. Yeah. yeah. Like my mother-in-law just got COVID and I thought like I, my wife told me that and I was like, that seems crazy. Like I haven't heard anyone get COVID in a long time. She's okay uh, though. Yeah. She's okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. She said it in such a way like, Oh, I got COVID. I'm like, Oh, okay. Oh, great. Okay. Just yeah. another cold. Yeah. Just mark it on your tally. Um, yeah. But I, I, what what's crazy is I thought it would like the online stuff would end. However, it seems like a lot of people have doubled down, which that's impressive. Sure. And I think that when you double down, there's a way to make it cool. There's a way to make it great. I don't know if we've reached the pinnacle of what it could be of an online show. I don't know. I just know that for my heart or like for my brain, I need to see pieces in person. I need to be able totally. to like if, if the artist will let me like pick that thing up. And yeah, yeah, yeah that's the I, yeah. You know who doubled down on on online shows is uh, Stormy Vault. Are you familiar with them? Mm hmm. Yeah, dude, they um they took the whole online show and just like injected it with steroids with their whole Facebook live streams and the, yeah, you know, putting the toy on the spinner and having people bid on all that stuff and not only that, but they took that and they they have booths at conventions and they they do the same thing they do online at conventions. It's I they, I think they do a really cool job of, of doing that. So and I think that, yeah, there's still little tweaks. I, like I've been talking to. Uh, Brandon at nine to five warriors and he's got some crazy ideas for how he wants to do online stuff. And, okay. um, and I, I'm still even hearing him and his passion and stuff. Thursday night, 7 p.m. YouTube live. It's Toys Alive. Toys Alive. Toys Alive. There's way cool artist unboxing. It counts under a thousand followers. Art out there for 30 bucks or less. Collector spotlight. Current upcoming shows and drops. Giveaways. Short chats with artists. News from the hood. 100% indie all the time. That's Toys Live. Thursday nights, 7 p.m. PST, YouTube Live. I'm still trying to wrap my head around, like, how do I get excited? How do I? Because uh-huh. I, being a hyper extrovert, dude, walking into designer con, it could be a random person. They say, hi, I'm into it. Let's talk. <laughs> and so it's like, like, I, like I, I was so abrasive, like poor Brian Flynn. Uh, like I walk, I've never met him before. Okay. But I, but I want him on the show. So I like, okay. I grabbed him. I was like, hey. I'm Abe. I run Toys on Tap. Like, how do I get you on the podcast? And I just wanted to talk. I don't know what it was, but what do you say? Is he going to join you? Yeah, yeah. I just need to send him an email, or that could have been his way to brush me off. But he was like, "I love talking toys. Let's do it." Yeah, I'm sure as as if he can get a a 
piece of his schedule, I'm sure he would talk. He, he's yeah. a cool dude. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Those. Uh, what about you? What do you like when it comes to online shows like that, or when it comes to shows where certain certain aspects of paint apps or certain things and nuances in the toy creating like can't be shown online? What does that do for you, especially running something that people go to to see toys? Sure. Um, and a lot of the stuff I get, I don't see in person. Uh, so it is an online show for me. A lot of the time when somebody emails me, Hey, can you post about this? And yeah, I'll be like, yeah, totally. And I'll have to like, look at the photos they take. A lot of the photos aren't always the best. So it's hard to tell like what's going on with the figure or whatever. Yeah. But I'm a firm believer in there's always something good that can come you, you know you can be constructively criticize something but in a way to uplift mm -hmm. i'm i'm not a person that's gonna like oh dude, this sucks like that's not me i even though so many people like as i started blogging they wanted me to be like an art critic and i was just like that's not me dude i'm an yeah. average I'm, I'm just an average dude and i just i like what i see and i can always find something that i like in anything um so when it comes to like online shows and seeing things online, obviously, like you said, it's not ideal, but I can always find something cool in it. Yeah. Here's a question that I think I've been pumped to ask you about. Okay. I can't wait. Um, anytime you create a podcast or uh, some kind of anything like, I don't know, reviews, whatever, it puts you at the like center of the thing you are now the hub at which people come to either listen to you see you read about you all that uh which also inevitably puts a target on your back sometimes where it's like sometimes. there's a like some rough like uh what's that called like bumping elbows with people or like there's some rough edges okay um has that happened like being this hub for toys have there been people that are like, you think this about this to like, what's wrong with you? Or like that have come for you? You know, not, not off the top of my head. I can't think, okay. but like, I've said this before, like cause mm -hmm. that dude, like, I don't know. I got blocked by him. Like, no way. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So like, I don't know if it's like his management or something, but I kept saying, you know, on a lot of his stuff, it was just kind of like the same rehash of like the same thing over and over again, which it, it is a lot yeah. of his stuff is. And I don't know if they didn't like me saying that or whatever, but um, yeah, they, his company or he blocked me. So okay, kind of, which is fine, dude. I, I like I don't have any of his pieces. I've never been that like a big hype boy when it comes to like collecting. Yeah. I, just, I don't collect because it's like sought after. I collect because I like the way it looks or yeah. Which granted some of the cost pieces do look cool, but a lot of it too is it's out of my price range. Yeah, yeah. So um well, that's crazy. I've never I've always thought about like who do I talk to to get cause on here, but um I don't like I I don't know anything about him. I know he's that he's he's disconnected from the scene, dude. Like okay. you don't see he he doesn't go to any con conventions. Like he just 
you know it's he's part of the scene but he's not and yeah he's one of those guys and i'm just like whatever like yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um when you so you're going through this you're you're starting the website it's up and running you've started making customs we're kind of at the point at which you you've done a few customs you've been in some shows when did you create your own when when did you kick over to like i need a, my own original character so coming from the design background uh like it being a designer and marketing things like that i was like you know what my site needs branding okay I was like i need i need to something like i can't just have like a logo i need i need something i need a character i need a mascot so that's when i just started brainstorming um and i was making these monsters uh like hairy kind of monsters and my dad came up with the idea he said he had a dream one night that i made like a like a troll figure with the hair but i named it a stroll because it was stand for stokes which was my last name yeah stokes troll is a stroll so I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. He's like, you should name it Stroll. I was like, okay. So Stroll stuck. And then I started like messing around on Illustrator and, and playing around with things. And I came up with my little Yeti kind of Stroll guy. And that's kind of been the mascot for my, my website. He's, he's been um, created by artists from around the world and paper, resin, plush, uh vinyl wood i mean you name it people have made my my figure which is it's so it's so humbling to even just think about where it's come and now it's like safubi and vinyl and i got a dunny made and it's just like it's i mean it's it's crazy yeah it's crazy did you like because this is produced so you had to walk through factory stuff walk through all that stuff i was in good partnership with everybody that i every every figure i've made i've i've had a great partner that did the majority of that so that's right. awesome so for the safubi um which is this one right yeah show here. and tell let's do it so this is the the one made by uh, toy art gallery produced by toy art gallery um, this was my first production. It was an eight-inch tall Safubi. And then there's, I don't know, 15, 20 different colorways of it. Mm -hmm. um, so Toy Art Gallery handled the production of it. Um, they would ask me, you know, do we do this, do we do that? Or just ask me, like, you know, what, what I thought. And I would tell them, but they would go to the factory and, and handle all that. So that was, I think, in 2007 or, or I'm sorry, 2009, 2010, something like that doesn't have a date on it but so that was that one and then the next one i got produced was my dunny so kid robot did the production on that so you yeah. know, they went through the factory and did all that stuff and you can see that focus on him oh right? he's so good my little stroll dunny and then most recently in the last year or so we did the diy with strange cat and Corey yeah. over strange cat he has um a bunch of factories in china and he handled the production for this one so you know and they had experience they all have experience in all that stuff so i was i was very fortunate to not 
have to stumble through and figure all that out because that's a headache for a lot of creators yeah. trying to find a factory that's trustworthy that doesn't you know screw you over yeah got lucky which is dope and to have not like not only did you create a custom figure but you created one that you, you stuck with and you created one that like something about it struck a chord and people wanted to produce this or thought that it would be in their market and so like on top of the fact that the feeling that you got a toy created what's it like that you had a great toy created well you know now dude with your figure you showed us you know earlier it's like it's such a cool feeling to have your creation in hand like you're yeah just like, oh, this is like a bait like my baby yeah you know? even though it's not a baby but it's like it's it's so special yeah um and on top of that when people start buying it and adding it in their collection and you know tagging you hey look at this this is so cool yeah um actually i i messed up i don't i don't think i have one here but it was my um little omfg figure my little uh muscle figure the stroll from the Dope. yeah so that was that was actually my very first production october toys did that and it was one and a half inches tall and do that i think there were like 24 different colorways of that there's someone yeah. out there that has all of them there's got to be there is and okay. i get photos they do like these color wheels and I, they take photos and it's i think i posted up on that that instagram i told you about that spanky stokes stroll whatever yeah. that you said you'd follow yeah um i think it's on there kind of deep down but yeah dude there's just so many fun collectors that have the the stroll in their collection and they're they're stoked on it that's so sick yeah the when you were thinking about this idea did you have to sculpt this did you work with someone to kind of bring it to life what was that process like um so all this stuff was uh sculpted by other people and yeah. like you you know you had your sculptor you give them ideas and yeah you know they they bring it to life um i have a little bit of ability but nothing like what these guys do so um and it was different with everything like this this one i work with scott over at shinbone he's yeah. done stuff for skinner and just all these other uh, awesome artists and he would send over 3d sculpts like on his computer or screenshots and be like hey do you want like the belly to stick out further or how do you like the the side pose or you know do you want butt cheeks and you know how do you like the hair and so we go through all these different tweaks and things like that. And I'm sure you did the same thing with your figure because yeah. of all the texture and just all the ideas you have. Yeah. And, and it's hard to, what was crazy is like, I'm, I was really excited and I bet you were excited when it was getting sculpted, but the harder part is like, you're getting like frustrated because back and forth and you're like, ah, I'm not even seeing the end of this. Like, this is yeah. just, uh, I wish he could just crawl in my brain and see what I see. Yes. And uh, it, it happened, but yeah. Yeah, like trying to get what, like you said, what you're thinking uh, out to them to understand how to, to do that. It's There's definitely a disconnect, and it's hard to, yeah. to do that. But these sculptors, man, they, they get it. Yeah. After and they, a while, they do get it. And they put me, like, I made prototypes. Like, there's uh, above my head, we got, uh, I have a figure named Astron. Um, okay. and on the far side, that's the prototype. It's like this mismatch of like different figures. 
Okay. Um, and that was the quickest way. And I got it to a 3D sculptor and I was like, I, I want this. Like, this is just craziness. Like, but I want it different. And that was such a crappy way to like, I want this, but not this, different. man. Yeah. yeah. Artists hate that. Yeah. <laughs> and he did it. He nailed it and it's cool and and I love it. But um, yeah, it's it's cool. It, and it's, I think seeing the the stroll and seeing all the stuff that's gone into it and then uh, me even asking about like the artists that have been able to customize it and you've having a show about that and like, that's mm-hmm. incredible. That's insane. It- it is cool. Yeah, it's something I never thought, like, I never thought would happen. And hopefully we get to do another show, like, because the, the, the first stroll show, it sold out. It was great. Yeah. When and you... that was cool, too, walking around Decon. Like, I would go to people's booths, and they would have custom of the DIYs. Oh. Stroll. And yeah. it's such, a like, a warming feeling. Do they? So here's the thing. Uh, I've, I've come across this kind of thing. Um like I heard, I heard someone talking about my piece at DKE and then me being next to them, but they don't know that it was me. And which is so sick. Like yeah. I, I hearing someone like talk good things about a piece that you made. Yes. yes. You're just standing, you're like, I'm going to bask in this. Cause this is dope. Right. Uh, did that happen as you're walking through and people have this at their booth? Did they know like, Oh, this is you. Or are they just like, Hey, have you seen this piece I painted? You know, not, not specifically, but a lot of the time I will introduce myself as Spanky and yeah. them not knowing me, like the face, it, you know, I'll shake their hand and then, and then they kind of, you can see the, the wheels turning and they'll be like, Spanky, Spanky, I'll be Spanky Stokes. I, I do a toy blog. Like, oh, you, yeah, I know who you are. Yeah. Kind of thing. So that's, that's always really cool. But I've never had like somebody like, talk about my piece and not me not knowing you know next to them that must have been awesome it's cool and now if they would have said like this is this is a garbage piece i'd have been like oh my god yeah (laughs) who is that artist yeah Yeah. that artist sucks Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh as you start having these pieces like created uh, i don't know the start date of designer con or like what it was like in these these moments but did you start to have a booth what was that like did you have these things at these conventions um so when i first started it was it was vinyl toy network and i started uh i had a booth it was 2008 i remember that it was my first booth i split it with my buddy matt who Mm -hmm. ran like a clothing company it was called brand new intention we did it for probably four consecutive years after that um and then he stopped doing it but i continued um the purpose of of my booth was not necessarily to sell pieces because I wasn't like customizing where I was but not like enough pieces to where I could like sell them at a booth kind of thing mm-hmm. it was more so to promote my website to people and let people know that this is a place you can come yeah and it was so rad because I would say the second year I, I did my booth I was able to talk to uh, artists and companies and ask them, hey, would you guys donate toys for giveaways? Mm-hmm. So, dude, that was like a huge draw. And I, I still have people coming up to me at this last designer con saying, man, I missed your booth. It was so hype, just the, all the giveaways and all that stuff. Because that's what we do. Basically, we do giveaways for two days straight, just all and rad stuff, too. 
people yeah. just come up, sign up on a mailing list, and then you know you could be entered to win like rad stuff. So like we would just do giveaways and um, promote other artists. We would have uh, that's another thing too. Like I would have five DTOF set up, and I would invite friends and artists to display in my booth. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, all they would have to do is. Uh, like I would sell like a shelf on the DTOF and that shelf would help pay for the booth space. So like, I didn't have to like go negative when I would buy the booth space. Mm-hmm. Uh, artists would keep like 90% of the profit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I've always been about that kind of just trying to help artists and not hinder them. Yeah. I guess. So the, yeah. Like the, the idea of breaking even is in my head is like that has to be a good like doing this podcast i don't make a living off this yeah yeah yeah. so if i do something and i want to host a show or something i want to break even like what's so funny people have asked about that and i'm like oh and i don't do that kind of show those shows i don't do that kind of stuff but go talk to dke and they're like but but how much does he take i'm like that's the wrong question like dke's push is so massive and like what he can promote and what he can do like the right question is what do i get from this it's a it's a hell of a lot speaking of dk just shout out to duff dude that guy incredible incredible he is like single-handedly keeping just the bootleg toy scene just alive and well with what he does He's just the, the reason. curation of all the yeah. artists and all the new and just like it's it's amazing. Yeah. He's the reason that my figure got made. He saw yeah. the the smaller one and said, Okay, like let's go find someone. And it was like it, hell yeah. Awesome. Uh yeah, I can't say enough good things about him. But yeah, like I, I just don't have the 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 anything to offer in return. So for me to take money feels crazy. Right. Um but yeah, like I, I don't know. I'd love to. That type of a booth sounds dope. To like set it up. Yeah. What What made you stop? Having a kid. Okay. I get that. Um, well, I don't. I don't have a kid, but I get how that would stop. It It shifted priorities and it yeah. shifted my extra time and okay. organizing a booth with. Uh, you know, having artists come in and organizing giveaways, it just, it it wasn't feasible for me, you know, working a full-time job, being married and then having a kid, it was just like, I can't do this. So I had to, I had to cut my ties, step away and know that that was a stage in my life that was awesome. But Mm -hmm. this new stage is also awesome. It's different, but it's awesome. So it's just like, you know, you just, you take these little seasons of your life and you just just build off of them. Yeah. And it I'm at the season now where I go to designer con and report on what I see and yeah. visit with friends and I'm not tied down to a booth. I can just hop around and it's cool. I'm, I'm very happy with it. Yeah. Do you have hopes to return or you want to leave that season behind? Uh, I won't say I won't like I, I I won't say it will never happen again. So if it happens, if I f- find myself trying to do that again, then I mean I I guess I wouldn't count it out. Okay. But the like I don't I've never thought I haven't thought about it doing yeah. it. 
Maybe especially just... now I'm moving to Vegas, so it'd be tough to 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 bring stuff to Vegas. Whereas yeah. from San Diego, I could drive stuff up to LA or Monroe or Pasadena, wherever it was before. Kind of yeah. Thing. Maybe it just takes a a podcast to like talk you back into doing uh you. <laughs> uh, uh the it's it's crazy yeah thinking about that uh and hearing about the giveaways i just did like back-to-back giveaways um in december and it was like it would run for three days i would pick a winner then the next one runs for three days and uh it's dope it's dope it, to do that it's fun to give right it really yeah. is I have, like ship one. have you uh, heard of monkey crab no uh the the gorilla looking thing. yeah so yes. they have they have a skinnier chimp one and you can only get them here by lottery okay and so it was like the coolest experience um i it was i like won the lottery and i was able to get in and pick one up and i was like this is sick but immediately it was like i'm gonna give that away like that's what december is for it was like I, like i don't collect this it was just a, i threw my name in to see if i could get it uh-huh. and i get to i get to ship it out tomorrow now that's awesome yeah it's like that kind of stuff see that's the kind of booth that makes sense for something sure. that's like a podcast like how do i just give yeah 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 but uh that's crazy well over the time like you've you've had this this pillar-esque presence in the toy scene and still do uh, and over time, has that shifted? Like, have you noticed that because the toy scene is expanding or 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 deflating or whatever it's called, growing or falling, whatever, have you noticed any shift in like, man, people aren't, they're not as curious about toys as much? Or have you noticed any of that kind of stuff? I think what I've noticed is things are just more spread out um whereas it felt like things were a lot more compact in terms of just like uh people went to blogs to get their news it used to be forums then it went to blogs and now my site people still go to but it's not what it used to be and i was actually talking to jack uh, vinyl pulse this last decon yeah um he feels the same way and it's it's because of social network it's mm-hmm. it's because of your instagrams your twitters your facebooks artists have their own discords even artists have their own hubs where if you're into say chris raniac you can go to his instagram and find anything chris raniac yeah. you don't have to go to spanky stokes and sort through all of the other articles about things if you want to find out uh, about other people and just other things, then yeah, you would come to a website. But if you are, have been collecting for a while and you know what you want, then you go direct to the source where that didn't used to be the case. Yeah. So. Is there a way spread out? Is there a way that you see that, that kind of like gets corrected. I mean, we we know that like through psychology, when there's too many options, nothing gets bought. Like there's too many of something. Sure. So do sure. you see that it ha- like at some point it condensing back down to like this is we go we still go to the hub we go to the coffee shop. And and people still do. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if it'll get back to how it was just because there's so many other touch points now, just because of the social network. Yeah. And all this stuff out there. One of the, I think, uh, I wish again, I wish like that I could have seen it and all that stuff. One of the cool things about, um, me even talking with you for the first time, um, it happened over Instagram. I had, met with suck lord over a course of however long he had talked about his life and he had said he he was on the front cover of something and i was like i i need that like how do i get that that seems dope and you were the one that was like i got it yeah it's right up there he was like i i got it and which was cool and and you like you shipped it over which is so crazy that you shipped it we've talked about where we live in like yeah perspective it's not that far <laughs> well we tried to like meet up but just our schedules weren't matching so yeah and I so like, i gotta get this to you um and i like i read the articles and i i looked at it and I, I i had to cut it to like make it fit in the frame and throw away sure. all the pages i don't care about sure um but that, it was like such a cool first experience in meeting you because i i didn't have any like real insight in anything else and then mm-hmm. bumping cool. into you at decon two years apparently <laughs> um but it was it's just like even those parts are cool and 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 just point to who you are as like a in this staple of a community which is dope that it doesn't Thank change you. yeah i appreciate that yeah i was like dude that thing was like packed away and it was when i went to new york for comic con like i think it was in 2011 yeah um suck lord was on that show work of art he was like a contestant um and he got his face on the the voice um yeah he was like hey you want one of these and like he like signed it and then kissed it or something too Uh, it was pretty funny i was like yeah dude i'll take it whatever hanging out (laughs) in the studio one drunken night yeah uh, it it was it was a cool experience but it was just sitting in the box it's like did this dude he 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 wants it i could tell that he's a he's a fan like it's just sitting here it's like he would definitely benefit from it more than i can yeah what's great like i don't own a suck lord piece and uh i don't know why like i did at one point but i again i did a giveaway and was like here's suck lord um but just this is just a good reminder like this is where it starts yeah. Like we we are still in a scene, at least in the bootleg portion, we're still we're in a scene in which it would be like all the people that are watching Van Gogh paint, like they knew Van Gogh before he died. Like we know Suck Lord now, and he is still alive and real well mm-hmm. and doing chip reviews while we're all <laughs> making reviews. Yeah. I watch them constantly because they're so, so crazy. Yeah. Um and just being able to say like I'm making work and it's because I saw that guy. There you go. Yeah. What's so here, here's a question I got for you. Okay. I, I, we've heard that you've like where you started. Okay. okay. We heard that you, where you began uh, as far as like starting the website and starting all that, going to the exclusives, being that person and, and really investing in toys with the flip camera and all that stuff. Yeah. And then, we see you creating your own work um and then 
how you've shifted even in the scene as far as like having a booth and and not having a booth now and but still putting so much stuff out there what do you see or what do you hope is next for you i'm kind of in like a a, a place where i'm content i yeah. i'm not like trying to reinvent anything or trying to push you know what i'm thinking or doing i just i i right now at this season that i am in like i've already said you know the season but um like i just want to blog when i can when i have yeah. time um when it comes to like creating other figures um i have some ideas but it's just a matter of getting it down on paper and finding somebody to do it uh with me or for me you know pay them kind of thing um so yeah i mean i have some ideas just a matter of finding the time to do it yeah so yeah but i'm i'm happy with where my site is um i'm happy with um people knowing who i am and and what i do and try to help with so i'm 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 content yeah i don't know if that's a good thing because Last time I was content, I got let go because of COVID at my yeah. old job. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm content where I am. I think it's cool because I was standing talking to Janky and God, he's such a character. And I love talking to him about anything. I don't know. Yeah, I, I've sent him messages that are non-toy related and he responds like he like he cares, which is awesome. Yeah. 100% um, he does. And so, like, we're talking, and then he, like, pauses us, says, what's up to you? And I, like, turn, I realize you're standing there. And it was, like, people, either the community of the scene, like, he knew who you were. Like, that kind of stuff is so, it's incredible to see that. Like, I just love that. I don't know how to describe that feeling to people. Yeah. And that's one thing that the designer toy scene as, as early as I can remember going to comic con, the first convention, when I went for designer toys, you had a connection with the artists right away. You could go up to them, talk to them, get their signature. They were down to earth and it's still like that. And that's what is so unique. I believe about this designer toy scene mm -hmm. and designer con um is the is the connection that artists make with their collectors yeah it's i don't go to other conventions uh one reason or another but this is one i'll still make it out to vegas when it moves same yeah yeah Are we driving i don't know dude from san diego flying it's five hours and it's $45 to fly round trip, I think. There, see? And get yeah. an Uber to the hotel and just kind of not worry about driving anywhere. Like, I think that sounds cool to me. Yeah, I think, but you got to put into perspective, like, getting a booth again, like, all that stuff is... <laughs> uh, you, guy. No I think, yeah. Vegas. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, just, I've never been at a place where you walk up to the booth and the artist comes out from around their table to give you a hug. Right. That's, uh, that's unheard of. And to, like in what, what's crazy is, uh, man, I, I talk about last bastion too much, but like walking up to the booth and people are like holding their Ragnar figure and they're like, 
holy hell, you created this. Like they're talking to him and I don't know, giving him all kinds of praise, which they deserve it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And then seeing Chris, or Wes and he like comes out from around the booth and being able to hug the artist instead of like, yeah, I got a Ragnar figure. I do have it, mm-hmm. but I'm more interested in Wes and Chris and what they got going on in their lives. And that's, I, I couldn't, I, I don't want it any other way. It's dope. Right. It's, I, it's so, it's so cool and so unique. And that's, I, once again, the desire toy scene is so unique and um, special in that way. Yeah. Um, as we kind of close this out, we kind of leave the last part where it's just the artist, the creative, whoever it is gets to plug whatever they want to plug or talk about or point people to. Okay. This is your spot to do that. My spot. Yeah. I, I feel like I've kind of been doing that this whole time. Dude. Uh, talking about myself, but spankystokes.com. Um, visit it, check it out. I try to post daily. Um, if not there, then you can find me on Instagram, Spanky Stokes, or Twitter, Spanky St- or X, it's called now. Spanky Stokes. Even though those social networks get throttled so much now, it's yeah. ridiculous. But yeah, search Spanky Stokes, and I'm out there. YouTube, I try to do reviews and unboxings. Try to give, um, like you were talking about, those online show mm-hmm but try to give people more of like a perspective, a 3D, uh, you know, a closer look at something that you don't particularly get to see in person and hopefully gives you a better perspective of it that you actually want to go out and buy it. Yeah. So that's kind of why I do those too. Hell yeah. So thank Dude, you. Though. Thanks for making time for me. Of course, man. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad to be here and, and talk to you and, even get to know you better.